Welcome to season three of Fit to Be Radio. The goal of this season is to dive deep into real life fitness applications, exploring how exercise and core strength play out in situations we all face every day. You should know that Fit to Be Radio is a production of Fit to Be Studio, an online family-friendly workout portal which specializes in home workouts and e-courses for postpartum women of all ages. So hey, strap on your sneakers and take us for a walk while we talk, or just grab your favorite drink and get on the floor and stretch while you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to Fit to Be Radio. My name is Chris and I'll be your host today and I'm here like typically with Beth Learn. Beth, how are you doing today? Doing awesome, possum. Good, good. We also have Kara Rice. I'm super excited to talk to her today. There's, um, in the pre-show, I was like, tell me what this is about. <laughs> uh, you know, just high level. And they were both like, balls. I said, okay. <laughs> We'll work with that. We're going to talk about balls and how they can help with your brain and even maybe some anti-aging stuff. So we're going to get into that and I'm super excited. But before we do, Beth and Kara, how did you guys, how are you, how did you guys get connected? I found Kara through Instagram. Um, I, I think I did a little search for primitive reflexes because it was coming up with some issues with my son. And also this is a topic that had come up in our private member forum for, um, our fit to be members. And I found her and I was just super intrigued with, um, the type of therapy work that she does. And so I started following her and she's just a lovely person with really cool thoughts and not super pushy, which I like that. Yeah. <laughs> like she's got great content without being like, buy all my stuff. <laughs> That's always good. It's great, That's... You know, it's great. And, um, and then she really motivated the filming of several of the ball routines that we have put out lately where we're catching and, and throwing and bouncing balls. I'd already yeah. done one or two, but then I came across her and she shared this research we're going to discuss during this podcast. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I need to make more of these. And the members yeah. really love them. So to be clear, yeah. we're not talking about testicles. We're talking about yeah. the bouncing balls. Right. Of course. Everyone knew that. 100%. <laughs> Everyone knew that. Kara, how are, you, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good. Yeah. And, and so, so we're in the Pacific Northwest. Where, where are you physically located? I'm in Arizona. Okay. So it's nice and warm there, isn't it? Well, it's a rainy day today, but tomorrow and this weekend, it'll be in the 70s. So. Good. Yeah. That's good. Where in Arizona? Like Phoenix or? I'm in the, yeah, the Valley, the Phoenix area. Oh, man. So this is the time of year where you're like, yes, we made yeah. the right choice. It's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been there long or, or is this new? Well, yeah, I mean, we've lived here for, I don't know, maybe 25 years, but we oh, did wow. live up north in Flagstaff for a few years, which okay. they have record feet of snow right now. Wow. Um, so we are glad we came back. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Well, it was 10 degrees this morning where I am, so mm. fine for you to have your rainy day. Yeah. 25 here. 25 here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's all right. <laughs> That's okay. Well, I love the fact that we can connect with people from all over the world. So it's super awesome to do that. I, I think, um, I think um, we should jump into this topic. And like you said, Beth, it, it, we're not talking about testicles. We are talking about balls, like like balls, like tennis balls, or this kind of balls. Like like set it up for us. What are we talking about? And how in the world do balls relate to brain function and neurological pathways and things like that? I'm going to let Kara take that away. Oh, sure. 
<laughs> okay. So as our brain develops, um, it develops from a bottom-up platform, kind of like high overview, where we develop our lower level brain. And then from there, which is primitive reflexes and our core and postural stability. And then from there, we start to become more upright. So after a baby, we become more upright and we got, start to gain balance and coordination. And then from there, attention and focus. And then higher up from that is like our memory and learning and reading, comprehension, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So where the balls fit in is in that kind of coordination piece. And that's when our cerebellum is developing, which helps to automate our movements. And when we toss and catch balls, we are stimulating our visual system. We're stimulating our vestibular system because when we're moving our head up and down to watch the ball, to catch it, even turning side to side, anything like that is going to stimulate that. We're going to stimulate our proprioceptive system. So our balance system, being able to stand um, while we're catching and our core and all that um, kind of where we feel ourselves mm -hmm. in space. And that's going to develop our cerebellum even more, which will automate movements, automate some of our um, skills, which then leaves our higher level brains open to d learn new things, to get better memory, to get better organization, to um, have better attention and focus. So that's kind of high level where the balls come into play with the brain. I love that. I You just made all my nerdy <laughs> brain cells very happy. <laughs> And All of your nerdy brain cells very happy. That is hilarious. Yes. I just, I could just sit on that one little piece of the podcast all day long right there. <laughs> I know well, that well, after yeah, I saw ahead. the video that you posted, um, like you were just going over more like the catching aspects and, um, and I'll link to that post from the podcast notes. So if you're listening to the podcast, scroll down and I will link to the Instagram post that just really inspired this whole thing. Um, and just this concept of proprioception, like those nerve endings that tell us where we are in space. And, you know, you can say, I'm going to flex my bicep now. I am going to open my hand and then grab something. And that takes thought. But when you, there's a ball coming at you, it all becomes more instinctive, right? Mm -hmm. You're right, and right. Uh, so it's been so fun to to design these little mini workouts for people that get their heart rate up and get their arms moving in all these directions and right. not have to cue for typical fitness motions. Instead, mm. it's all about the ball. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting how hard it can be because I typically work with kids that have developmental delays and challenges like autism and ADHD and dyslexia. And when you see them and they can't catch the ball easily, they can't keep their eyes on the ball while they're catching it because their brain hasn't grown in the same way. You can really see how much brain activity it actually takes to do mm. something like catching a ball and coordination, looking at even reading something. Like sometimes I'll have clients read something on the wall while they're catching the ball. So now they're looking near and far focus and kind of using peripheral vision as well. And I mean, then you can really see how much brain activity is really generated while you're doing that. Hmm. Yeah. And even just attention and focus. That's why we use it because these kids can't attend very well. And even just typical like adults, we can't attend anymore because we're trained to hit the phone and swipe and scroll. And our yeah. brain attention span is less than a minute now, I think, uh, most of the time. So doing something where we're having to engage our brain in multiple areas 
for prolonged periods, like catching a ball and throwing a ball and doing different fitness activities while you're doing it, like balance is going to activate so many areas that will improve sustained attention. That's awesome. Can you, so I think for some people there maybe aren't going to fully understand like the connection here, like how, so can you do two things? Can you guys, uh, either one of you, I don't care who kind of explain when you say working with these, like, what are you talking about when you say working with these? Like, are you just like throwing a ball to, from one hand to the other? And then like, as you're, as you explain that, like what, what is happening? Like, why is this decent for the brain? Maybe talk about hemispheres and cross hemispheres and various things like that. Like, like, why does it matter? Cause I think for a lot of people they are going to be like, are you telling me? that if I like play catch with my kid, like this is going to like make my brain work better. And I think um, it'd be cool to kind of dive into that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So for example, some of our basic exercises where I would start with somebody is even just try and try this out. If you're at home and can do this is standing on one leg. Don't forget about the balls for a second. Just stand on one leg and turn your head side to side. Um, nice and slow. So you're looking totally to the side, to the side, and then Mm -hmm. up and down and see if you can maintain your balance. Um, I'm pretty sure most people will fall over the first time they try it because it's really difficult. You're engaging your proprioceptive system. That's going to do it. Beth's going to do it right now. All the way to the side. (laughs) And then all the way back to the other side. Make sure you gaze at something each way. Good. Do that a few times. You probably have good balance because you've practiced. Um, because we're doing those brainy ball workouts on fit yeah, to be. Yeah. Right? Also, now she's working her oh, proprioceptive cool. system. And so you should feel your vestibular system. So maybe oh, even yeah. feeling a little dizzy, a little. <laughs> there it goes. Yeah, the up and so, down. And I, and I felt was my leg like shaking, which I have told my clients is like, your muscles are going, no, you flex, no, you flex, no, you flex, no, you flex, or we're going to fall over. No, you flex. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So then we added vision too. So even that was adding vision because you were looking and kind of gazing at the ceiling or gazing at the floor Mm -hmm. and making sure. Um, So doing those activities are going to help engage those three systems specifically, right? Visual, Mm -hmm. vestibular, which is in your inner ear, which tells us where our body is in space. And then proprioceptive, which also gives us body awareness. But your proprioceptive system is constantly being engaged from gravity. So gravity is pushing on us all day long. And it helps to, if we have good proprioception, we're going to have good core and postural stability. So it's just important for um, our brain to process fully. (laughs) Um, When we have good core and postural stability, we're going to be in an upright posture, allowing the flow of the input that coming from from the environment through our spinal cord up to our brain and back down. Like if we don't have good posture and we're kind of leaning forward, we don't have good core strength, we're slumped, or we have that like tech snack, we're not getting the same amount of input to our brain that we normally should. Wow. Sitting up taller over here. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty amazing what we've done to ourselves with our environment. Yeah. (laughs) Negative way, but. We can fix it. We can keep training. Our brain is something that's called neuroplasticity or it's neuroplastic. They've found out in the favorite words years. Yeah. That we can train our brain all the way up to 80, 90, you know, until we die. We can keep 
training our brain. It's a muscle. And just like any other muscle, if we don't train it, we can train it in bad ways too. Mm -hmm. So if we do repetitive things like um, swiping our phone all the time or sitting on the couch too much, we can make our brain work. Yeah. Make our brain work less well and we can lose our memory and we can have, you know, attention problems and things. So it's a good thing to know that we can always train it. Yeah. That's awesome. I want to show something actually in a completely unrelated thing. Actually, there's some training that I do and in it, I talk about reprogramming your brain and I show this little thing, which I want to show right now. So if I just go show, present, share screen... Chrome tab. No, let's see. Share. See, this. Well, I wasn't ready for this, and you guys weren't ready for this. So stand by one second. Nice. Brain cell trying to connect. And okay, so this is actual uh, video of brains of um, neurological pathways trying to connect to other cells mm-hmm. in the brain. So when you're doing these exercises, like what you're talking about, this is actually what's happening in the brain where they're trying to create new pathways between um, the cells. So so it's actually a a scientific thing that doing what Kara is talking about or even what, you know, we have in the fit to be workouts actually creating new pathways, which information can be sent over the more you do it easier and easier. That's really super rad. Stop. So anyway, yeah. as you were and talking as- about that, I'm like, oh, I have a video that literally shows this. Yeah, it so is cool. cool. So as you do those exercises, it makes those pathways, and then you continue to do them with repetition. It strengthens those pathways and myelinates them so that they become faster and faster. The networks mm. in the brain, and then it becomes automated. So now it's so easy. Now you have to increase the challenge, and so then you increase the challenge by maybe. You know, adding the ball to that, like exercise, right. the basic standing on one leg, looking side to side. Um, and so you always are kind of challenging yeah, that yeah. system. Same as you would do with like a weight, you know, like you do eight pound weights for a while and then they're easy. So now you do 10 pounds. So you can yeah. do that with your brain. Too. I love that. Oh, that's awesome. I tell can people all the speak? time. Oh, sorry. We're oh, so excited. We ahead. just keep up with each other. You first did my question. Okay. I, I tell people all the time that, um, you know, getting stronger is not always just forward. It's, it can also be sideways. So changing how you do an exercise, yeah, not just adding load, like the example you gave, but like changing how fast you do it or the angle that you do it at or doing it standing on one leg or doing it in a squat right. position or even sitting down on your couch and trying it that way. Um, and that it's not like doing those things is not going backward. It actually does advance you forward because of how it stimulates your brain and your brain is all through your body. So the nerves that go out to your muscles, everything is being changed every time you do something different. And yeah. then you build those new pathways and keep your body guessing. And it is so beneficial. Chris, what was your question? Oh, I was just going to say, I, one of the things that I heard you say was, um, you know, talk, just talking about how effective some of these movements are. And I know a lot of people have been programmed by just the world out there that, if it's going to be effective, it's got to be really hard. So like if you're going to help your brain, you have to do like the most advanced Sudoku puzzles, right? Or if you're going to, if you're going to get, you know, if you're going to get healthy physically, then you have to, you know, go to failure and pass out in a puddle on the ground. And I think that's not necessarily true. Can you, can you speak to that? Like 
these simple things you're talking about actually make a difference in a person's life and in their brain. Is that, is that true or does it have to be really hard? Yeah, no, I mean, when you look at Sudoku puzzles and things, they've shown research, just a, someone reading some new information that it only lights up a tiny little area in the brain. Whereas someone walking outside, movement lights up every, like all over both both hemispheres. Wow. I'll have to find that one for you. But you could see it lit up because they're seeing stuff, they're hearing stuff. They're that feeling. is awesome. Yeah, and they're moving. And movement is what truly changes the brain. The cognitive games, they're great, and they're going to help practice those skills. But the things that really change neural pathways is moving. So when we move the right side of our body, for the most part, we're changing the left side a little bit, the left hemisphere. And then we move the left side of the body, we're affecting more of the right hemisphere. So when we're using both, we're going to, coming back to that question you had earlier, I didn't answer it, but we're starting to use more both hemispheres. So getting more interhemisphere communication. When we have better balance and talking between the hemispheres, then we have more balance in our um, our attention, our focus. Um, even things like stress, depression, anxiety can be helped by integrating our hemispheres and working both sides of the brain more. But from what you're saying too, in regards to being hard, I think if people tried some of these basic, they seem simple because it's like balance yeah. and oh, I'm going to catch a ball, but you start to add your gaze. Like if you're standing, let's say on one leg, you're tossing a racquetball and you're actually like pretending that the ball is connected to your nose. So you have to look up and down every time it's being thrown. Like you'll stop and be like, Ooh, I'm a little dizzy. Mm -hmm. I can feel that wow. change. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't feel hard per se as like I'm sweating or I'm right. Know, Sore, but I felt my heart rate went up just with that balance exercise. I mean, when I sat down, it was it was going. That's because you, you know? did not want to fall down on camera while you're doing this podcast. That's the right. real reason. It was actually a stress response. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something interesting. As we get older, we do have so the vestibular system is fluid that goes around in the inner ear, and or it moves around as we turn our head side to side and rotate and up and down. And as we get older, that fluid starts to harden, which makes it where when now we or someone that's a little bit older goes on a roller coaster, they don't like it. They don't like it anymore. They don't want to spin like kids used to spin yeah. because it they're not practicing these movements um, to keep this fluid flowing. Like we need to move. It's like you say, like you should put your body in all these different positions. We need to put our head in different positions. We need yeah. to have it upside wow. down. Um, we need to rotate it side to side. And I mean, nowadays we're just so forward back mm -hmm. or maybe just even forward. We don't really go backwards yeah. too much. Right, right. We're not moving our head in all the different ways it can go. Mm -hmm. Gosh, it's depressing almost. <laughs> you can there's, it. One there's one exercise that we do in our catching connections routine, which is our most recent ball workout. We wanted to call it brainy balls, but <laughs> we, we I kind of that. vetoed that. I, I was like, no, no. But on the we brainy still balls. kind of call it that on the back end, but on the front end, it's called catching connections because it's mostly a lot of catching work. And there's this one exercise I came up with um, based on the need for rotation and the need for turning the head and um, the need to open the chest, like so combining all those. So I hold the ball in one hand and bring it around back and you look at it and then you toss it and catch it with your front hand. So your head has to track and then you turn and then toss it to the front and catch it with your front. And then you change that. You toss it from front to back and turn. And I, I was 
I practiced that and I still dropped the ball when we were filming it. We totally just left it in the video because we figured people are dropping the ball too and we can just all laugh at each other and ourselves. Yeah. And it was interesting because I have a spine injury. I actually have a, a disc replacement in my neck and I had nerve damage down that side before it got corrected. And um, so my left hand, you can see in the video when I catch with my left hand, it's like the ball rattles around in my little cage of fingers. And I, I explained that on the video because like I can easily catch with my right, but my left hand, I believe because of this nerve damage, I have to really concentrate and take an extra couple half seconds there to catch it and grip it. But it's gotten better just since practicing it. And I think that speaks, what do you think? I think that speaks like to that neural connection of like the different sides. Yeah. And the different well, and sides are Reacting. Yeah, different sides of your brain are working. They're both working together, which is going to strengthen um, that area of the brain. And just practicing it. Um, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> the both sides of the brain and catching and the nerve damage is what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think that will definitely help. I was going to ask you if you feel different. Like, do you feel less stressed or more attention or anything like that from doing these activities? Um, so what was fascinating to me is after I, um, really started adding these more intentionally to my workouts, like at least twice a week, I'll throw in at the end of a workout, just some ball drills, or I'll even work them into my own personal circuit. Um, yeah. and something fell out of the fridge and I caught it with my left hand, oh. which never has happened ever in my life. And then that's happened a couple more times. I mean, Really, the amount of times things fall. Let's go, Spider-Man. Come on. <laughs> now, Chris will tell you, I actually really stink at throwing. Um, oh, my goodness. Like, we'll it's be bad. filming. We'll be, he's like, hey, throw me that thing. And I'll look at him, and I will throw it the opposite direction. It's, that it's has so bad. It's like she has to be doing this on purpose. Yet, she's <laughs> <laughs> But also, just you said the mood part. I personally cannot start working with a ball without smiling. And I've heard that from my, my clients too, like, oh my gosh, like this just totally like brightens my mood, you know, just bouncing a ball. Like, what is it about that? Can you speak to that? No, I don't know what that would be about. I mean, I think it does bring back some childhood things, but I was, I was thinking when you said that, um, when I would do rebounding workouts where you're on the mini trampoline type of workouts, yeah. you just can't stop smiling on that either. And that's stimulating right. your vestibular system, which I just think when you start to feel your body more, like you just feel more grounded, you feel more in your body when you're activating vestibular and proprioceptive systems that you just are happier because you just feel more yourself. I think in this world, we are a little bit less grounded because we're not outside as much. We're, you know, talking through screens mostly and yeah. we're just not, you know, in the dirt doing things. So mm -hmm. um, in these types of activities, just movement and movement where we're engaging, yeah. engaging all of those systems really does bring us back to you know, ourself and mm -hmm. a sense of self. I agree. We have some rebounding that's routines cool. too. And a lot of our people use them for lymphatic stuff. Um, mm, yeah. That's and uh, I find that a, that's a whole other fascinating topic that I would love to get somebody on here to talk about. Chris, what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, so, so there's, there's people that are listening to this. They're like, Oh man, I, I want to, get a ball and make my brain better like so how do like what do people do like how do they do this other than going to fit to be and doing the brainy balls workout which by the way that's the only thing i can remember i can't actually remember 
<laughs> what is, what's that actually called? Catching Connections. And we also See, have lime, lime launching and purple passing. And I always think catching Black. makes so much sense. I, for some reason, I always think tossing, and I'm like, tossing, it's not tossing. It's not tossing. Not tossing so, <laughs> oh my goodness. This podcast, like, <laughs> but if somebody wants to like take advantage of this, do they need to do high end training? Like, or can they just like literally start playing catch with themselves? Like, what do they do if they want to do this? Well, I do think um, following some type of program is, I mean, they can definitely just grab some racquetballs, throw them against the wall, you know, like stand on a balance board, stand on one leg. But I think you probably need a little guidance and know yeah. how to make it simpler and know how to make it harder. Because we always just want to work in this just right challenge zone where it's challenging, but it's not so frustrating that you'd want to quit. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think following your guys' program, I have a program, but it's more geared towards kiddos um, since that's who I usually work with. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's there's a few different ones out there, though, too, for okay. attention. So, so speaking of that, I've got this fancy banner that will actually show how people can uh, find out more information about you. So can they find out um, – I just put that on the screen. Can they find that information on your website? About yeah, it's, it's called our Connect program. So it's a monthly membership that has um, from simple to more advanced exercises that start really engaging all those three systems that we talked about to um, just further kids' automat automated skills so that they have, and adults too, but their automated skills so that they have space for better mm -hmm. learning and memory and organization. That's awesome. And you said it's focused more for uh, younger people? It is, yeah. I've been debating on creating an adult version, but haven't yeah. gotten there yet. Yeah. That's awesome. That's and awesome. We'll, we'll put that, the, the website is brainconnectstherapy.com. We'll put that in the show notes as well. But yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like this is the kind of thing that people don't know and, um, and they need to know, like, mm -hmm. like you said, it's interesting. The example you gave of theme parks and roller coasters, because, our family is kind of a, a theme park family. So we go to theme parks for a long time and our oldest is now 22. And now as we go, I just don't want to do it anymore. I would just rather wait till they get off the ride. So I Have you noticed start. why? Is it because you? Yeah, I just, well, it's, it's like, uh, I don't, it's not as enjoyable because there's a good chance I'm going to start feeling sick where it never used to be the case. Not like never. Mm -hmm. So that's a depressing sign of old age, I suppose. <laughs> we just have or, to get you doing some hands. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. Wait, wait. I just realized that I mentioned the topic or the post that you had on Instagram, but we didn't actually get into that. Can we get into that really quick for a couple minutes? Cause Let's that was actually it. the aging piece and oh. how, yeah. Can you speak to like, what does bouncing and catching balls do for our brains in terms of aging specifically? So when we um, don't engage our brain in certain ways, so we're just going through our routine day or doing things that we're used to doing, you know, our brain is just in kind of automated mode. We're maybe not even learning a new skill because we're just, you know, we're going to work, we're taking care of the kids, we're doing, we're driving the same places our brain's not learning stuff. So we're just stagnant in a way. 
Right. right. So anytime that we're learning a new skill, whether it's a movement based skill or we are taking a new class at a college or something or, you know, learning a new cognitive game or something, then we're creating all these new neural pathways, which is going to help in like anti-aging in that way in your brain. Because if we stay stagnant, don't learn anything, don't try new things, we're going to lose a little bit of our memory. We're going to lose a little bit of our attention. We're going to lose a bit of our focus um, as we age. And we're going to this actually can help cognitive decline by engaging all these new neural pathways and strengthening them and constantly learning challenge. That's where the challenge comes in because every time we challenge something that becomes easy, now it's like you're learning a new skill again. And now mm -hmm. we're creating new neural pathways again. So it does um, help neural or with cognitive decline. And the research I think you're talking about was, um, I remember Dr. Mark Hyman had posted yeah. about it and it was with, the people that had the older age, it was, I think it was 80, 90 year olds he looked at or the research did. And the ones that had the highest like brain cognitive skills were doing racket sports or ball sports. So tennis, racquetball, things that ping pong, something that engages where you're doing vestibular, proprioceptive and visual stuff. And usually it's balls that <laughs> bring that about um, for whatever reason. So those sports are really important for the brain. <laughs> <laughs> So my, my mother-in-law, who is dealing with some cognitive decline, are you saying I could go over to her house and throw some balls at her and it might help? <laughs> if she can catch them, yes. Not at her, but just with her would be nice. Yes, Beth. The key word is not at her. But with her. Yeah, Make I sure would love she knows I'm throwing them at her. She's a good woman. Yes. She is a good woman. She has tested my patience a few times. Um, love, love, love you. Love you. I don't think she does. <laughs> with our kids, you know, what we do is we'll do the ball stuff and we'll start to add in things like count by twos, count by, mm. you know, like spell out a word like as you're catching. So now you're doing some cognitive function too, which then just brings in even more activity. Yeah. I used to do that when my kids were on the swings when they were little. We like count by twos and count by fives. To this day, both of them, I mean, when they had struggles in math, they never struggled with their twos and fives. Like they oh, randomly yeah. could pull those out. And I'm like, it's because. It's because of the swinging. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it is. I'm sure it is, actually. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. I should have developed that even more with like division and algebra, but they were not into swinging by the time they were doing algebra. Yeah. <laughs> Push you on the swings. That'll help. Mom. <laughs> I can actually see that all happening. <laughs> well, as we as we wrap this up, any final thoughts, Beth? Any final questions, Kara? Any final thoughts or or questions or statements of of anything? Um, I would just be curious to hear, yeah, like if Kara had somebody in front of her that was struggling with their maybe some brain fog and some balance issues. Like, what is yeah. one yeah. exercise that you would give that person? Wow. Hmm. One exercise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's like, I can okay. do 412. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I would have them breathe. That's for sure. Doing some deep breathing before our mm -hmm. exercise. That's a little prep of our exercise. And then we would do, let's say, a basic um, eyes closed because that's going to engage a little bit more of the vestibular system with some balance activity um, outside. I would do something like that. I would, I don't, I don't know if I can think of an exact, like the exact exercise I would do, but just something where 
they're feeling their body again and not um, being distracted by all the external stimuli. Right. Yeah, I love that. Really I especially love the outside piece. <clears throat> yeah. Great. Super good. Well, Kara, thank you so much for spending time with us today. This has been fantastic. You guys can find more information specifically at the Brain Connection Therapy website. We'll put that in the show notes. Also, you should follow Kara on Instagram for sure. That's how Beth connected with her. She's got a ton of expertise in this program that's out there. But at the end of the day, I feel like what I heard you say that was the big takeaway is all these things out there to help stimulate your brain but going outside and just simple movement is like super super effective maybe the most effective so that's awesome and and i feel like culturally western culture like we're just on a high speed train away from doing that so we need to we need to do that more and that's anybody can do that um, for the most part so just encourage you to do that. Thank you for spending time. Any final thoughts real quick before we end this podcast? Well, neuroplasticity, you can change your brain at any age. So anything you're struggling with, you can do it. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. All right. Well, we will see you guys. Thank you, Kara. Thank you, Beth. Right, we'll see you guys on the next one. See you later. Thanks, Kara. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fit to Be Radio. I hope you'll subscribe to our show and support us and our guests by clicking on the links we mentioned during the episode, which you'll find in the show notes wherever you're listening or watching. We'd also be so grateful if this episode helped you in any way. If you take a moment to share it on social media, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Fit to Be Studio, on Facebook, Fit to Be Tummy Safe Fitness, and on Twitter at Fit to Be. And if you're looking for family-friendly, affordable, tummy-safe workouts to do at home, Start your membership today at fittobe.com. Thank you.